0: Hello and welcome to Brooke Talks America, home of the new right and our Tactical Tuesdays podcast with Joe Dolio, also known as the Joe Stradamus and Brooke the Magnificent Show. Welcome, Joe.
1: Hey, I'm not so sure about the magnificent part. But <sighs> Listen, I mean, what have you done <laughs> for me lately? <laughs> I pimp you out, honey. Okay. All right. That's cool. Yeah, That's you cool. see?
0: Uh, And we have a special guest, NC Scout from Radio Contra. He is joining us as well, and he's going to introduce himself and tell a little bit about himself in just a bit. Um, But just a reminder that you can sign up at each of our sites, Joe and mine, for alerts on new articles and shows. Mine is brooktalksamerica.com. Joe's is tactical-wisdom.com. Of course, leave us a comment to say how much you love the show and share it. So, though we've been doing hybrid podcasts lately, as you know, uh, where we've been discussing preparation details from Joe's books and all that good stuff, today is all politics, folks, because things are moving fast, they're getting super hot, and we need to look at the things that are happening around the world, uh, you know, to read the tea leaves, as it were, in order to see what's coming down the pike and how quickly. But uh, so before we get into it, I want to just introduce NC Scout. And welcome you to the show. And just give a little bit about yourself and where people can find you.
2: Well, uh, thanks for having me on. I'm kind of just jumping into things. Uh, podcast, RadioContra.Podbean.com. Dot dot and you can, of course, find all the latest episodes on AmericanPartisan.org. Uh, AmericanPartisan.org has... Uh, Daily news aggregation, as well as original content as well. Uh, And as for myself, I run Brushfeeder.org. And uh, I'm out here with Joe right now. We're in the middle of the RTO course. We're going to have a complete week of instruction on communications training. For grid down, austere mm. environments, and literally any other thing that you can think of, whatever scenario, that comes to mind with communications off-grid. And we're covering everything, the whole litany from, uh, you know, taking a, a basic bow thing or an FRS radio or whatever, implementing it into a pseudo-tactical environment, all of the considerations that go into that Uh, As for me, I spent seven and a half years in the United States Army, uh, long range surveillance company guy and had a heck of a lot of fun doing all that. Went to a bunch of cool guys schools and three tours overseas two in Iraq, one in Afghanistan. And I bring all of those experiences to the table, condensed into a series of different courses out there that I offer to the civilian market training folks and a whole bunch of different skills. Communications is just one of those domains and have a heck of a lot of fun doing it. And we create an environment that is unparalleled in the tactical training world. You're going to have a good time and learn like none other. So uh, thanks for having me out.
0: Well, exactly. awesome. Thanks so much for coming out. Thank you for your service. Of course, it is military month. Well, every day is military day. Every day is uh, every month military. So thank you both for your service. Um, hey, listen,
1: I learned something from Scout today uh, that Jameson has orange whiskey. <laughs> 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 they do. Jameson orange is most excellent. It is the whiskey review uh, episode coming out. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Y'all are having too much fun. That's, great, though. Yellow. That's <laughs> great. That's great. That's um, great. All right. So let's get into the show. Last weekend, you know, we've been talking about some of this stuff a little bit wherever it's coming out. But last weekend, I think it's actually I think it started Saturday. I think it's still continuing as the World Economic Forum had a meeting in conjunction with the World Health Organization And for their World Health Alliance, right, part of which is discussing globalization of pandemic response, President Trump had gotten us out of the WHO, the CCP, WHO, and of course, dementia got us back in. But worse than that, not only did he get us back in, he added amendments that basically sign over U.S. sovereignty to the WHO so that communist Tedros owned by the CCP, can essentially be a global Fauci and dictate what the whole world does at his discretion, right? And, of course, we're going to get into it a little bit later as monkeypox or moneypox. So if Turdros, that's what I call him, says shut down, the signatory country shut down. If he says jab passport, they say jab passport. It's the abolition of freedom and the digitization of rights. That's what people have been talking about. So conspiracies are actually fact. Every single time we always say it and they always prove out. So the ultimately, you know, the subjugation of the entire globe, the problem, one of the problems is, is that the uh, all of the Western countries are going along with it. You know, Uh, the only thing that separates us is that we have a constitution. I'm not even sure that the Republicans would not sign on to this because they want to they want to have control, too. So I'm not sure, you know, what happens what happens if they can actually do it by proxy. But what's the latest with that beyond? Um and also I don't know if you guys know that Posobiec was detained under armed guard.
1: No, I didn't know that. Jack yeah. got detained. Yeah. Where at? He's over there. Well he's well, over no, there I don't, in, in Switzerland. Well here's the thing. We we already the last time went ahead and, and did all the things they told us to do. So I don't know that the agreement does anything other than legalize what we were already doing, but uh, but it's definitely not a good thing. It is, uh, as my man Scout says, no bueno. <laughs> uh, it's not a good thing. I, no I don't know. bueno,
0: indeed. Yeah. Well, you have thoughts on that, Scott?
2: Um. Uh, so I mean. You have already hit the nail on the head. Are you talking about Tedros and uh, Bill Gates and the, the I mean, it goes deep. And and I've written to the effect over on AmericanPartisan.org. Um, you know, other people have covered it very, very well in depth, and, and the money trails there. Me personally, this is their final act. They're mm-hmm. they're jumping into this with both feet. They know they got away with the pandemic scandal and there were there were little ramifications there. So this is quite literally uh, the next step in in their global plan and the whole goal is control. I mean, when you have (laughs) monkeypox that they quite literally one year ago Mm -hmm. said, this is what's going to happen, and this is going to be the next thing. And then they in, do May. in May, in May, by the way, right, one yeah. year to the very week mm-hmm. that this becomes a thing. I mean, come on, they're, they're they're not even trying to hide this. Right on, and you know what? I'll point out that it was uh, late
1: June and early July that they ran Cyber Polygon last mm-hmm. year. So you need to be kind of bracing yourself for what the one-year anniversary of that. Will look like for you. For example, get out and learn how to communicate with your people. Uh, get out and learn how to garden. Get out and learn how to do th- do all of the things that Americans have forgotten to do.
0: Yeah, and that we discuss in our podcast every single week.
1: Every and from single your books.
0: week. Yes, that gardening thing. You know, I I um I see an an astonishing number of. Like YouTube's about gardening homesteading it's just growing exponentially and I think that well, it's it's gonna grow even more
1: yeah I think that if you're not growing food this year you may not eat this fall mm. and uh, for for people following my blog we're gonna have a series of guest articles by Bonnie Blue she wrote an article last week that we put up about healing herbs and growing them in your own yard and she's gonna run some more on sustainable farming and sustainable gardening um, and how to Kind of build that skill set because it's going to become absolutely necessary as we go forward.
0: We got to talk offline because I should set your articles up on my page and have her come on too. And do you write, Scout? I do. All
2: right. Uh, well, we got to, to talk uh, about that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Americanpartisan dot org, which is my website. Uh, I've got original content up there, and, and I'm not the only author. I just own the site. Um, but the the other guys, there's several other trainers that are on there that write uh for the site. And of course, I have brushfeeder.org, which is my own personal site that has the training calendar up for all the classes and everything that I have going on, a lot of travel. Um, all of my class dates for the rest of the year are up on brushfeeder.org slash training calendar.
0: Okay, excellent. And Joseph, mine is BrookTalksAmerica.com. is Tactical-Wisdom.com will be pimping that throughout the whole show. I do that all over
2: social media. Are you on social? What social media are you on, Scout? Uh, American Partisan has a Twitter page. Uh, Very good friend of mine, who is also a co-writer, is the one that manages it. Uh, Currently, that is the only official social media that we have. And we run everything else through American partisan in-house. I've been wow. featured on, uh, uh, with Mike Adams. Uh, I've done several interviews with him. Uh, I was just talking to him earlier today, actually regarding the, uh, moves that the Chinese communist party is currently making in South America. Um, yeah. and which is really a, a, deep topic of a discussion there, but we, uh, I, I have uh, Americanpartisan.org is in the, the uh, top 400,000 websites in the world, uh, have over 10,000 hits a day, uh, unique hits a day on average, and uh, daily news aggregation from sites like Breitbart, um, awesome. uh, Zero Hedge, and uh, uh, Lou Rockwell, etc., cetera, etc., cetera.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll have to talk about all this stuff because we just got to unite and maybe we can share each other's stuff on our own pages, but, 100%. um, and we can get into that. You know, the, the China, I mean, China's doing debt diplomacy all over the world. They've already, they were already conquered Africa. You know, I had spoken with a, uh, a guy who's a, I play tennis with him. He's a former Green Beret and, uh, He was also in the State Department. Now, when he talks about his his service, his jobs, he emphasizes State Department versus Green Beret. And to me, the State Department is not as impressive as a Green Beret, simply because a lot of the people in the State Department are just bureaucratic, you know, barnacles on the ass of the country. Okay, but he talks, you know, he would always talk about like because, you know, he would get into it sometimes. I don't I didn't I don't really get. I think he's probably a Democrat, but I didn't really ask him any of those questions. But we were talking about some different things. We we're talking about China and what China's doing in Africa, because he does a lot, he's black. He's does a lot of work in Africa. You know, we talk about that situation about him being over there and and everything. And um he says, because I said, Well, you know, China's buying all of the countries in Africa and the governments. And he goes, Yeah, but you know, if they want to kick them out, they can. And I'm thinking,
2: that's well, ridiculous. Really they off. absolutely cannot like just kick them out. Well, have Have you ever taken out a loan for anything? Yeah. So so how do you how do you kick out the lien holder on a loan? Yeah. You yeah. pay it off. Yeah. You either pay it off or you don't. So China is essentially on the world stage. China is the payday loans yeah. of the world. They know payday loans are inherently predatory. I mean, and and we all know this. And so when you know that a nation can't pay off the loans that it is indebted to, for example, Ghana. So you have a country like Ghana where they are indebted to the Chinese, and when they default on that payment, which they did, they did two years ago, what happened? The Chinese come in and they say, OK, all of your national infrastructure yep. and your natural resources rights now belong to us. That yeah. was the conditions of it. And that's what happens with the payday loan. They come in, they, mm-hmm. what they want whatever the collateral is. Same thing with Entebbe
1: Airport in Uganda. So they come in and they, they, they offer a loan that, that the Ugandans just can't refuse and the Ugandans <laughs> also can't pay off. Now China owns Entebbe Airport. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I find the 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 uh, uh Ghana thing particularly ironic, considering the transmigration slave trade originated there to America, and now it's just to China.
1: <laughs> right. That's a good, yeah. point. That's
0: a good yeah. point. So it's just um, but but their their economy is having doing really poorly. I mean, they had a bad report last week. I don't understand how they can continue to do that.
1: Who is China's? Yeah. It was simple. That bad economic report went out to us here. It didn't get out to the people ah, in China. The people too in shit. China have no idea. Right. Too so, shit.
0: Well, they're all locked down anyway, so they're not going to get it, right?
1: Right. Well, that that lockdown, I think, has far less to do with COVID and more to do with potential internal strife. Yeah. Uh, that they're trying to lock down.
0: Yes, they're using, We've talked about that. Like you, they're using that as a as a shield. Or As as an excuse to the world. Yeah. Needless to say, though, two things. One is that the media is not talking about it. And when they do talk about it, they actually drool over it because that's what they want for us. (laughs)
2: They're bought and paid for.
1: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. They're they're, they're saying what China wants them to say. And what's funny is, is every time you see a news organization step out of line, China issues a statement and they trip over themselves to apologize. Yeah. And if you were correction. Yeah.
0: Well, but what I'm saying is the media wants to do that to us, like oh, us absolutely. three, like people like us, yeah, to lock us down. So that's that uh, blade of grass thing. Remember? Thank yeah, God yeah. for that. Yep. Yeah,
1: well, might get, be uh, might be harder good to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Good
2: luck. Look, I'm out. Yeah? I'm out training everybody. Everybody and anybody that will come out, and you know, hey, I, I'm not turning away anybody from training. And I'm going to tell you something, you know, brushfeeder.org slash training calendar. You get up there, you see how to contact me on that site. Hey, you know, you need training. OK, it's it's one thing to be armed and and that's good. But you also need skill with that. Just because you own a hammer doesn't make you a carpenter. (laughs) Just because you own a weapon does not make you a skilled tactician. On yeah. the ground, you need training in all of these domains. Yeah, and
0: I think people um, are actually, uh, you know, they're chilling because the ammo so high. So I don't think people are training unless they have a lot of money.
2: Right? right.
1: There's a lot more skills they can train on that are actually far more effective than shooting bullets down the range. Right. Coming out, learn how to communicate with your people, learning how yeah. to see what's in front of you and report it so that everyone's aware of it. And getting out and, and planning how to effectively resist if that's the route you want to take is far better than just putting holes in paper.
0: Yeah. Yep. And again, that's what we talk about every week on Tactical Tuesdays. Um, OK, so a judge temp- stopped this week or last week temporarily Title 42. Uh, in my opinion, not that it matters because they're still pouring over all the time. And I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, they found a bunch of them wearing military style camo.
1: We literally just spoke about this over dinner.
0: Uh, and, yeah. and,
1: and here's the thing that I want people to understand about the Biden administration suing over Title 42. So Title 42 is a duly authorized piece of legislation. It was created by, uh, by the Congress. It was voted on, approved, and signed by the president. Now, it wasn't this president, but it was signed. So it is the law. So the official position of the Biden administration is – that they should be allowed to break the law. That's not how we work here. Yeah. Uh, if you want the law changed, you have someone propose legislation and you go through the process, you don't just say, I'm not doing that anymore. And, yeah. and that's what the Biden administration is suing to have the ability to do. And if they can do it with Title 42, they'll do it with anything else. And And you know what? While we're on that topic, I want to bring up something. I warned everyone two weeks ago when Jen Psaki started using the word hoarding, I warned everyone that the Defense Production Act was about to rear its ugly head in mm-hmm. relation to baby formula. And then what happened? Yep. The Defense Production Act was put into effect. That means they can arrest you if you have more formula than they think you should have. You need to know that and be aware of it.
0: Yeah. And I guarantee you most people have no clue whatsoever. And I know that people have to be hoarding that. Here's the thing you talked earlier about breaking the law. So a judge had already stated that he had to reinstate remain in Mexico, and they just ignore that too.
1: Well, until somebody makes them. I mean, what do you who's going to make them though? It's like any criminal though. So so the rioters are allowed to riot and burn things. Nobody stops them, so they still riot and burn things. It's still illegal. They're just going to keep doing it until someone stops them.
0: Yeah. Well, the good thing is is that. The reality is that, of course, like the Democrats are the most racist, the white liberals, are the most racist person. These Democrats, they really think that Hispanics want millions of illegals pouring over the border. Somehow or another, they're delusional enough to think that. And they also, I guess, think that their most loyal constituency black voters don't care about millions of illegals, even though they take their, you know, some of their jobs. So he has like 26 approval rating dementia does with Hispanics. So this policy is actually hurting them and they're moving to the Republican party. So that's good. You know?
1: Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right on that. And, you know, they also expected that same voting base on both sides to, to, to rally behind them on abortion. And I'll be honest, the, 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 true black lives matter supporter is actually against abortion because it's actually harming their race. Uh, and the average Hispanic voter is far more conservative than they think. Yeah,
0: Yeah. well, I'm going to get into that BLM thing in a minute because it's totally true, and I find it very interesting. Hopefully, that will be, you know, hopefully, it will be some kind of harbinger on the coalescing, but we'll get into that in a minute. Georgia primaries are tomorrow. Um, Trump has an incredible record for endorsements, right? J.D. Vance, I think, so far is the the biggest biggest win for MAGA. Now, that assumes that he is actually legitimately MAGA, right? And MAGA, look, I don't know how, you know, we've talked about Trump. I like Trump, but even if what I, when I say MAGA and America first, I use it independent of Trump. MAGA is, Trump is the figurehead for MAGA, but MAGA is the citizenry. So that's what I mean by that. But, J.D. Vance, if he's legit, is actually the biggest one so far. Tomorrow is going to be massive because you have – um, it's basically MAGA versus the swamp, right? You have Buffet Boy, Christie. You have Benedict Pence, Bush, all the establishment going on for Kemp, for Kemp right? And this is, I think, their last stand. It's the Bush dynasty and the establishment – could effectively die tomorrow if Purdue wins. He's endorsed by Trump. the The polls are looking good for Purdue. They're doing a bus tour with um, John Frederick's Real America's Voice. And what do you think? You know, can they steal it? I mean, Pennsylvania is still being counted. And I'm well, not for odds. I, I don't
1: know. Uh, I I've got a different opinion than most people on putting faith in elections and primaries. Um, well, a primary, yeah. first of all, is is not the election. So. Primaries, not the general, they, matter. Yes. they matter, but but not in the long run, and I, I just don't have faith in in honest elections at this point.
0: So you think they're going to steal it?
1: You think uh, that K-
0: you think that Kemp wins
1: regardless? Well, I think that Kemp is a better person for them than uh, than 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 anyone else in Purdue. So right, wow.
0: Well, so well uh, for the establishment, of course. Because he's just going to cave to Stacey Abrams.
1: Well, I don't like I said, I don't put as much stock in politics as you do. I put stock in the American people and the fact that they need to get ready for what's coming either way, whatever the elections tell us. Right. Yeah. Uh, Elections aren't going to solve the problem that we face today.
0: I agree. I agree. But I do think. My, my I understand what you're saying. I totally agree because you you and I are, you know, you and I are of the like, let's get it on type of thing. But. I think that some of these things might symbolize. That. The rejection, because I think the rejection is on both sides of the establishment, right? People hate Joe Biden is part of rejecting the left establishment as well in my opinion i could be wrong but you know uh if purdue would tax if if there is some kind of legitimate election i mean yunkin won that that happened the reason that yunkin won but, though, but hold on
1: what happened huh? the minute yunkin actually got in office yeah <laughs> yunkin well, the first no the like first thing that he,
0: the first two things that he did were bad and he has redeemed himself since then he i mean he got rid of the entire school board <laughs>
1: What, man, you know, here's the thing. He only did that because of the public outcry. He was going to go the same route. Uh I, I'm I'm sorry, but I, I believe that that the left and the right at this point are two arms of the same party. Mm. And 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 pretending they're not is just circuses for the masses.
0: Well, yeah. What do you think, Scout?
2: Oh, well. You know, on that note, I want to revisit something you were talking about earlier is the uh, the guys that got rolled up on the border that were in military uniforms. I want to revisit that because there's a, a critical piece that nobody has picked up on thus far. Now, I've been teaching all day. We looked at it over dinner and immediately. When I, I saw the footage of the guys running, right, because there was aerial footage, there was a drone or whatever it was, filming them, uh, they were running. These guys are in formation. That's literally what I said. Mm-hmm. Then when I saw the close-up of their uniforms and their footwear, so those are Venezuelan uniforms. That's what um, they are. Huh. Okay, so this is what I want you to do. and And any of your listeners, I want you to Google. The Venezuelan military, just enter that in and then Venezuelan military uniforms. And I want you to do an image search on it. Okay. Look at those uniforms and then compare that to the uniforms that the guys are wearing. Who would just jump in the border today. Mm -hmm. Those are the same uniforms. Okay. Now the footwear. All right. I mean, I, I, I can't really speak to that, but those uniforms, got them from Venezuela. And I'm going to tell you something else. Past 14 days, okay, the past 14 days, my source is down in Eagle Pass, Del Rio, major hot zones for uh, Corpus Christi, where a lot of the, the border activity is happening. All right. These guys that are coming across the border right now are primarily Colombian and Venezuelan. And specifically, they are coming from far east Colombia in the border regions. All right, Venezuela and Colombia are in the middle of a uh, serious tussle back and forth yes. over their border. And Maduro has said, we need a special military operation. have we heard that before. Right? <laughs> That's what Russia said when they went into Ukraine. We need a special military operation to go into Colombia. All right. Mm-hmm. So they have a presidential election coming up in uh, just a few days on the 29th. This in Colombia. Cool yep. In yeah. Colombia, the leading candidate. This is something I've talked about extensively on my podcast. I, I've talked about, uh, uh, written about, talked about in the past. That the leading presidential candidate in Colombia, uh, Gustavo Petro, is a former communist guerrilla leader of a group called M-19 that was an offshoot of the FARC, okay, which is a a Marxist communist guerrilla group. He is the leading presidential candidate right now in the entire country. And Maduro of Venezuela has said if he doesn't win, it is strictly due to Yankee imperialist interference, and we're going to kick off a civil war. He has said that, Hmm. okay? He has said that. So when when we look at the big picture, all right, combining that with what uh, Mike Adams reported on earlier this week, just a couple of days ago. how? Who uh, is Mike Adams again? Mike Adams, uh, naturalnews.com, Health Ranger, uh, the uh, frequent guest host for Alex Jones. What he reported on on Friday, he and I had a discussion about Regarding uh, China's revelation of plans to first invade Taiwan and then a possible uh, wargaming doing a, a uh, what we call uh, back when I was in the army, what we would call a sand table exercise of what a possible invasion of the United States, mainland United States, would look like. Uh, now, you know, he he had certain conclusions about it. Me is, uh, with with my background, I have some alternating conclusions, but it it is what it is. When you put these things together, when we know that we have this number of Venezuelan and Eastern Colombian guys who are sympathizers to Marxist causes, who are now showing up on our border, now we have guys in Venezuelan military uniforms who are on our border, what's going on here? I mean... (laughs) Really, in, in all seriousness, it does not take a military genius to figure out that it's not just an invasion. Okay, it's not just an invasion. These guys are coming here. They have military training, they have a military background, they have indoctrination into their cause. And that cause is to bring down the United States. That's exactly what they're going to do. And you got to understand Venezuela is a huge hub of Chinese Mm -hmm. and Russian activity. That is their stronghold in South America. And the only two countries between Central and South America who are holdouts against the tide of Chinese communism is Colombia and Brazil. Both of those countries, Colombia has a presidential election. And just as I pointed out, Gustavo Petro is is the leading candidate. He's a leftist. He is a communist. And of course, we have Brazil. They have an upcoming presidential election as well. They have a leftist that is leading the polls there also. So it's not painting a pretty picture. That's where your manpower is going to come from. So uh, to Joe's point regarding politics in in the United States, it's important to keep track of it. It's important to stay motivated. It's important to stay engaged, hold their feet to the fire. All of that stuff is critical, but also also we cannot be and cannot afford to be distracted by what may be a, a media dog and pony show that we see. You know, the report's coming out, Stacey Abrams and, you know, all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. A lot of that is a sideshow in the big picture because China very much has an anaconda plan, both economically and militarily, to stranglehold the United States. And they are looking to excise on that plan very, very soon. Yeah, well... getting any younger... And I want to piggyback on Scout's point. I'm sorry. I was, look, give me just one second. Sure, here. sure, of
1: course. Um, another news story that came out uh, while we were reviewing the story about these guys crossing the border is that ICE has announced they had a, a Colombian guy enter the country. They released him on parole, and uh, turns out he's a, a farc terrorist, <laughs> also from that eastern Colombian border territory. An exercise for for the viewers and listeners here is is go back and watch the red dawn version from 1984 but don't watch the whole movie just watch the news clips they play at the beginning it's about failed crops and nicaragua and venezuela reaching troop goals cuba reaching troop goals and then those troops moving north um it paints a it paints a pretty serious picture that is equally applicable today
0: yeah Well, I want to get we're going to go back to the situation with China because Camels is repeating herself like some weird robot. Right. If you've seen those Uh, dementia is did his off script, which is what he does every once in a while, gets himself in big trouble and they have to walk it back, which is basically that we're going to defend Taiwan against the Chinese, you know, Chinese military, China, militarily.
1: note is they didn't walk it back this time.
0: Oh, really? Oh, great, great. But here's the thing. Remember that the army, this is what I just read today on Gateway, is now considering letting soldiers change bases or states if they don't like local laws on gender, racism, and abortion. So that whole thing, like war with China, should work out pretty well, don't you think?
1: Well, here's the <laughs> thing about it. That's like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard because that's not how the military works. Yeah. And those local laws have literally no impact on life on base. So. Well- now it's it does a, when you're a, woking
0: the military, you know, you're I have a word for it, but I don't want to say it on the podcast list. I should get kicked off. But here's the thing, though. Here's the problem with the whole defending Taiwan. They actually make a lot of the chips. So isn't it in our interest to defend them or to engage if China? I'm, takes I'm gonna Taiwan?
1: Be, I'm going to be completely honest with you. And if China wants to take Taiwan, There is literally nothing we can do to stop them. We can attempt to retake it, but we can't stop them from taking it. By the time we got anywhere near there, they would already have the island.
0: Yeah, which is why we're engaged in Europe instead of China. Correct. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Okay, so on to the other uh, storm over there. What's the latest in the money laundering? I mean, I'm sorry, the war in Ukraine.
1: Um, well, the latest on that is uh, we're going to send another hundred million dollars worth of uh, our equipment there. And what, what's, what's worth noting here is people think that's straight dollars. That's not straight dollars. That's actual ammunition. That's additional. Uh, uh, is this on seven top ar- of the
0: forty billion?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. This is the, this is additional triple seven artillery systems. It's um, M113 armored personnel carriers that we're taking from. Uh, yeah, that's done. That we're taking from the Michigan or not Michigan uh, from the National Guard in general and redeploying. Uh, we're, we're basically stripping the covered bear here uh, <laughs> to defend a border that uh, you know is, is less important to us than our own.
0: So what do you think? I mean, we're, they're just they just want to extend it forever and ever. I mean, Zelensky is like, oh, we need eight dollars, $8, eight billion a month.
1: Well, there's literally no talk of diplomacy. I know Zelensky made a comment today about it. But every time Zelensky gets an agreement with Russia, he breaks it himself. So uh, it's to no one's interest to end this war other than the people of Ukraine. And we all know that that literally no one cares about people of Ukraine. Yeah. Um, I think that at this point, Zelensky is making overtures for peace because he's worried what the uh, the general of the Azov Battalion or Azov Regiment, is about to say since he's now in Russian custody.
0: What I was going to say earlier, I forgot. I just remembered is the strategic reserves. So we're we're getting rid of the you know um, clearing the cupboard here with all of our ammunition as well as strategic reserves.
1: Well, it just makes China's job easier, or Venezuela's, or yeah, or Colombia's, whoever it is that that gets involved. Um, we're just clearing the path for them. So
0: yeah, well, um. Back in the domestic front, one thing I find interesting, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, Joe, is uh, you have any thoughts on Ukraine Scout before we get into that?
2: Uh, it's a dumpster fire. I <laughs> don't need to be there. I mean, yeah. we, we think, it, Gary, it's, it's money grift, it's money laundering. That's all it is. It's nothing it's, but money laundering, it is. is it? Yep. Yeah. It's ridiculous. That's true.
0: Yeah. Tucker was talking. Tucker's h- hardcore on this. In the right way. The rest of them are all with the pom poms for Zelensky, which is well, you know ridiculous. When you
1: see a, a steady stream of, of senior uh, representatives and senators going there. It's, it's all to collect their cut. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And War Room Pandemic talks about this a lot. They break it down with the uh, what's going on there with the it's uh it's basically to the corporations and Raytheon. So Raytheon stock is up. You know, you can't find baby formula. You're. Gas is five dollars a gallon. But, you know, at least Raytheon gets their money, which is great. Um, It's sick. Okay, so back to the domestic front. One thing I find interesting as we head into what, you know, would assume we would assume it's election time. If we have one is the summer of love. Right. I.E. the midterm riots is that BLM, as you mentioned, Joe, is not protesting in front of the Supreme Court justices houses over the. Uh, rescission of Roe versus Wade or potential. It's not official. I don't know why they don't just get out with it and put it out. But here's the thing. It could be one of two things. It could either be because Colors, Patrice Colors is in trouble, and Candace Owens is actually doing a documentary on that, Where Did the Money Go?, The the Biggest Lie of All Time, something like that about BLM. Or uh, are they seeing that white liberals – you know, are using them. They want to both abort their own children and they want to abort black babies. And they're not with that, as you said. It's totally true. But maybe I'm reading too much into that. Why aren't they out there?
1: Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you. It's because um, I'm, I'm going to mention the words black Hebrew Israelite again because you're, you're, that's actually on the increase in, right. in 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 the in the black community. The 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 adherence to black Hebrew Israelite beliefs. When you actually look, despite what what the media tells you, at actual terror attacks committed in the United States in the last three years, the vast majority were by black Hebrew Israelites. And a guy that I mentioned, his name is Matthew Harris. He was uh, a UCLA and a Duke professor, lost his job. He wrote the unreaded manifesto. It's 800 pages long. But when you read it, it's actually a list of grievances, the same ones that Black Lives Matter Mm. has. And it is incredibly anti-abortion. Because the black community has learned that abortion is literally a genocide of the black race uh, and it should be opposed on those grounds. That's why they're not getting traction with Black Lives Matter to jump out in front of the Supreme Court.
0: Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. But does that mean that there's just going to be something else for the summer of love riots?
1: Well, I think that we're just one shooting away from from a rekindling of that. Um, For for two reasons. One, the tension is just simmering. You can feel it in the air. It is there. And two, the grift was pretty darn good. I mean, there was a lot of money to be made, a lot of dollar bills to steal and line pockets with. Um, Why not push it back out there?
0: Well, here's the thing, though. The assumption is, is that the people, the the street people who didn't get money are going to go out
1: there. Huh? There's a misconception with that, because I'm going to tell you about Kwame Kilpatrick. Kwame Kilpatrick was the Detroit mayor. He was recklessly corrupt, caught five different times. But guess what? He was reelected because the average person in that community who votes has this philosophy that they would have done the same thing, given the opportunity. Mm. Same thing with Black Lives Matter. They're not mad at Patrice Cullors for, for buying a mansion with that money because that's reparations. They'd have done the same thing and they feel that they will eventually get their cut too. Mm-hmm. And so you're not going yeah, to, that, that you, you have to stop applying the same kind of thinking to that process.
0: Yeah. Well, any thoughts on that scout?
2: Uh, it. Really, uh, lock and stock. I mean, it, that's just Um, as far as BLM not getting out there, they have no reason to get out there. I mean, they, they got enough white liberals. They got what they want. You, you got to understand that um, with the the militant left, it's all about optics. Everything is about optics. And all they have to do is get enough people out. It doesn't matter what demographic they are at the end of the day, because they can just whitewash over that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, no no pun intended. But they the, the media will carry the water for them. So whatever the, the demographic of them actually is doesn't really matter. Uh, it, it, they they're they're gonna get them out there. It just so happens that you know BLM was a a, a insurgency of convenience for a little while. They don't care about those people. And and, and of course, right. And, and the black community they know that. Um, the, You know, they, they, they realized That fairly quickly Now to Joe's point about uh, Kwame Kilpatrick and kind of that example Yeah, that, that's absolutely the case too the, 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 All the stuff The BLM uh, The the bag holder Right, because This lady was just one of the people That was grifting off of yeah. it you Just got left with the bag yeah. That's all at once And so, you know, you had all these lawyers And Professors and NGO owners, uh, you know, whoever else that was in there. These are all the people who were also the bag men of it, and they just left this girl holding the bag because she's a stooge, right? Mm. She's a stooge, and so she's the fall person. They designated her to be the fall person. Whatever. She'll she'll come out of this a year later. She'll get her book deal or whatever. Nobody will read it and she'll get her her money and and they'll boot her to the side. And that's just that. Uh, So as far as uh, BLM not getting out there for anti-abortion protests, I wouldn't read anything into that because you got to understand that all these people are allies of convenience to the left. Yeah.
0: Well, the only thing the only reason I mention it is because I'm always hoping. Right. So I I always use that word in quotations because it's obviously hope against hope for the people that are malleable, potentially malleable. For instance. The the Malcolm X said this, right, he understood the white liberal, and I personally think that's why they killed him. They don't kill him for they don't care about anything else. But once he starts talking about the white liberal, then they got to whack him. He understands the white liberal and how they use black people and everything like that, right? But if you see the videos, like I think Tucker showed it, it's either Tucker or it was somewhere on social media where they show the women that are out there screaming about the abortion. And one of them has a sign that's like fetuses or snacks and this... They're, you know, they all look like, like fat lesbians that are just psychotic, right? They're obviously paid. They're probably, you know, unmedicated. Of or, yeah, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Which is, which is ironic because you're a fat, fat lesbian. You're probably not worried about, you know, getting pregnant anyways, but right. they're psychotic. And the point is, is that if you had, you know, if you had people that were potentially malleable or potentially like if you could persuadable, Right. Who are watching that and just see that and say, look at these people. This is how they act. And this is who my people are hanging out with. This is, this is who Black Lives Matter, you know, I may care about Black lives, but I'm not with that. So they may, they may come to the other side and be like, I'm not going to go that way and, and maybe actually be, become activists for the conservative cause and the conservative movement that's that's the reason i see stuff like that and i i feel hopeful because i believe and i've i've been saying this for 10 years like the only way we save america as a constitutional republic is for in particular i always believe it's black people have to have to be invested in the country the democrats have really you know they get 85 to 95 percent of the black vote and they're not a majority of the population but they're they're a very, you know, loyal voting block and that's why they do the race baiting everything like that. The the coalition that's going to save the country if it's possible has to be multiracial. People everybody has to be invested in the actual country and say and realize that it's not even race, it's class. It's the 99% versus the one. LeBron James is a complete and utter moron, but he's a multimillionaire, so he gets a seat at the table. Cardi B is a jiz receptacle. She can't even put two sentences together. But she gets a seat at the table. It's, it's, and she's, you know, LeBron is black. She's Hispanic. They're rich. That's why they get at the seat at the table. They're useful idiots, but they're rich. So it's race, it's class, not race. Everybody else of all colors is in the, is in, gonna be the surf. So when people, when enough people realize that, and become invested in the country in not burning it down with themselves in it, then we can actually do something. Because I firmly believe, just like with the – some of the best advocates for conservatism are former leftists, particularly like Horowitz that he was a former communist, because they know both sides.
1: Well, I want, I want, I've i got two things to say about that that wonderful speech you just gave. Number one, you're right. Absolutely. That is what it will take. But two, I also want to say that your childlike hope is very refreshing. <laughs> I, I wish I had some, but I do not.
0: <laughs> I I, put, I told you I put it in air quotes, though. So, you know, I, I I don't know. I always use this example. I I'm always hoping that Democrats get white dogged. And that was I, I think I I don't know if I talked to you about it. It's a movie from the 70s or the 80s. You have to look it up where um very, very, very quickly. A white dog was trained to kill and attack black people. A a black guy was brought in to change the dog's mentality. And eventually what happened is that the white dog attacked the white person that it was that had been trained to hate the black people. That's what I hope is a Democrat Party. Eventually, at some point, I hope that the Democrat Party faces the reckoning and gets basically the end of Gangs of New York. What happened when they went uptown? That's my hope.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to hear you mention uh, movie titles because Scout and I were discussing that. Brooke talks America sounds like a movie title mm-hmm. of something yes, we may saw in our <laughs> younger days. But but
2: anyway, <laughs> I digress.
0: Oh my God! Any thoughts on that, Scout?
2: Ah, yeah. uh, well, I want to revisit something you said about uh, the entertainers, uh, athletes, entertainers, whatever. I mean, it's rinse and recycle. Um, you know, they, they I, I don't wanna I'm not gonna go too deep into it. You you, you say that they get a seat at the table. I'm gonna disagree completely with you because I'm gonna tell you this. Uh they don't get a seat at the table, they have a purpose, they're hired for a job. And as soon as that job is complete, their job is hegemony. Their job is to yes. reinforce the, the status quo. They don't have a seat at the table. Okay. They are there to do a job. They, they a get paid the well. Right. They, they they get paid well for it, but they're at a certain tier. And as soon as their job is complete, they go away. If LeBron I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this if LeBron James all of a sudden spoke out against vaccines and started right. saying, you know, hey, maybe this abortion thing you know they're killing they're killing they're disproportionately killing black kids in the womb he would go away yesterday he'd be done yes That'd yes look okay so you, you mentioned cardi b all right who was the cardi b before cardi b do you know who Nicki minaj okay, okay. yeah Nicki, yeah Nicki minaj was the last person cardi b replaced her and they're getting ready to replace Cardi B, too, with, with uh, Mega T Stallion, right? They, they, right? This is what they do. It's rinse and repeat. They did this with Madonna, right? They had Madonna. Then they had Britney Spears. Then they had, uh, you know, so, all, all, so on and so forth down the line, right? Mandy Moore and so, so on, right? It's just pop stars, right? Horror Babylon right. kind of stuff, okay?
1: Right up until they say the wrong thing.
2: Right. So why do I bring that up? Okay, so Nicki Minaj, when all the mandatory vaccine stuff came yes. out, what did Nicki Minaj do? Yeah, she came out and talked about came free speech. To. Yeah. That's right. What happened to her career? She got canceled. Done. Or tried to get oh. canceled. I don't know if she get canceled, but yeah. Yeah, she got canceled. She's yeah. out. It's yeah. She she retired back to um, uh, Trinidad and and she's gone. Right yeah, so and she'll never be famous again, like totally cancelled because yeah. she didn't she she wasn't a singer anyway, she was just a suit, she was a sock puppet, she right. was out there that danced around, beats got dubbed in, they had somebody else that was auto tuning her voice, and that was it, and so they have other people who do that who will fill that role they can easily do that. And so when we say that the entertainers, quote unquote, have a seat at the table, that's wrong. They 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 serve a role. They are hired for a purpose, and that purpose is to serve the ruling hegemony. It is to reinforce that. Oh well, LeBron James says that you should do this, so you should do this, right? And you're going right. to have a segment of the population that goes right along with it because a big. Why, why wouldn't you?
0: Yeah. Well, okay, so yes, uh, let me rephrase that. Not a, se- a seat at the table in terms of yes, that's that's actually a great point because here's the reality. The and the NAACP was founded by white liberal communists who picked a select few of black people. Yep. The only the only black people no. that get a seat at the table are left too are on the left. They they cannot step out of line. And you make a great point like about Ron because I want to talk about um. Cosby. Now, I, you know, putting putting what he did aside, the reason that Co- the reason that Cosby was taken down had nothing to do with that. First of all, if he if he did assault that woman, it's because she was gay. That was one thing. But the reason they took Cosby down and they waited years and years and years to do it is because of his speech about the pound cake, about. Telling black men to pull up their pants to speak, not speak Ebonics and to take care of their kids. They've been waiting to take that guy down ever since. And that's why they did it. Because he stepped yeah. out of line.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That just proves that point. Right.
0: Yes, absolutely. You're you're absolutely right. But the the I do stand by the point is that it's the problem is not race. The problem is class. The problem is the 1% versus the 99%. And if the people that always look at the other side and say, you know, they stand for me, they don't. LeBron James doesn't care about any of the people that buy his shoes, nor does LeBron James care about slavery or anything else because slaves make his shoes. He cares about money, fame, and power, and they do use him. So – Anyways, but yes, my I, I don't I don't really actually have that much hope. I just sort of think that that's the only way it can be done. You know, whether it whether there's enough, whether there are enough people that actually love the country that don't hate it and would be willing to defend it. The numbers are not good anyways, because like uh an astonishing number of democrats would not defend america and they did a poll in in italy that like 45 percent of italians would not defend italy so it doesn't really look good but we'll see look i don't you know i'm of the get it on variety so that's what i say anyways what do you think then is the status of the you know the sit rep here for the uh, american population like we're all like i said we're all getting hammered by the policies and everything like that but you talk about um You know, civil conflict. What do you have predictions, Joe Stradamus?
1: Well, I think that we're headed for a civil conflict one way or another. Uh, One vote here, one seat there is not going to change the trajectory we're on. Uh, We're getting farther and farther apart. There are people pushing all of the right buttons. And almost every day the administration comes out with a new thing that's designed to inflame one side or the other against the other. Uh, and this coming up with this new ultra MAGA or super ultra triple double <laughs> magma, magnanimous MAGA giganto or whatever it is. MAGA to the it's sixth power. To other others, right? When you other other people, you make them less than human. Yeah. And, and that's that's calculated only to cause conflict. We're, where did we see this last? We saw this in the Balkans. And uh, Scout and I being veterans, we we saw what happened in the Balkans uh, a lot of it firsthand, and it's just downright ugly. Uh, and that was caused by othering those Muslims, those Serbs, those Croats, the Bosnians, and it just it, it tore the place apart. And it was literally a collapsed society. Well, it's not a not collapsed society now. I mean, it's still uh, pretty much a lawless area where y- your 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 land can change hands twice in a day uh, based on internal strife. I mean. We're headed in that direction.
0: Any timeline predictions? Uh,
1: you well, think we I have th-
0: elections?
1: I-, I think the elections are a catalyst. I, I think we're going to have a buildup to it. Uh, I think we'll have elections, but I think there'll be a catalyst for even more conflict. I-, I think Mike Shelby has it right. We're on a trajectory for a civil war. It could happen in two months. It could happen in four
2: years. But we are on a trajectory for it. Yeah. Scout. Um I don't think that it's entirely unpossible that elections like, the next power grab occurs with postponing elections due to monkeypox. Monkey so pox, yeah, the to show, talking about monkeypox. So we we had a, a giant paradigm shift in power coming from COVID and and they saw what they could get away with. Yeah. So it would be foolish to assume that they're just satisfied with that status quo of, okay, we're, we're satisfied with this much power that we grabbed. We're not going to grab any more. Okay. That's the wrong answer. All right. What else are they going to do? So it's entirely within the the realm of possibilities. They say, yeah, you know what, this this election, we're going to have to postpone it because we get monkey pox. Right. We get this monkey pox. This thing nobody knows anything about, but they, of course, have already explored uh, sand table. The fact that, that this thing can happen. And, um, you know, now all of a sudden, like magic, like magic. Yeah. We all of a sudden have monkeypox that is upon us. Right. A pox is upon us. So, <laughs> it, it, it. yeah. <laughs> so it, 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 this this is this is silly. Uh, to assume that they, they're not going to exploit this to the fullest It's right on time for the next election Everybody's already forgot about uh, COVID, we are not wearing masks anymore You know, Quality of life, is getting back to something normal And of course they, then they have all the manufactured shortages Five dollars a gallon gas Across the board, so on and so forth And now they have another illness and Oh man So, uh, yeah, we're certainly on, on track for a civil conflict that that's not debatable. Uh, now, however, I'm not going to say that we're going to have one in two months. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm going to bet against that. Um, because there's, I've done many podcasts talking about this in the past, um, we're, we're, it's certainly not going to kick off in two months. There, there are not economic interests out there because with every civil conflict, you have economic interests at heart that are competing with one another. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, even Ukraine, that, that's what Ukraine is about, right? right? So at this point, we do not have economic interests that are fighting one another in America right now. And that's not going to coalesce in two months' time. However, However, that being said, I would watch very carefully the language that comes out of the White House concerning price controls on oil. Mm-hmm. And then I would, in turn, and I have ran the Texas Energy Report. I have ran quotes from that on AmericanPartisan.org. So you can go back to that site, check some of the stuff that I posted up uh, because I'm a subscriber to their newsletter. And I encourage everybody out there to get the sources from the horse's mouth, all right? If if the Texas Energy Report is saying something, that is what the independent oil producers in Texas are telling the world. You need to pay attention to that. And and, and I'm saying that with the utmost severity because these guys are openly saying the United States government's schizophrenic policy on energy has, has caused the problems that we have right now. So when the White House comes out and says, we're going to introduce price controls, and it's the oil companies that are causing all of the problems, and they're making record profits, and all this stuff, this language that they're already telegraphing that they're going to say, that's when the independent oil producers, and I'm not talking about the standard oil cartel, the Rockefellers out of New York City. I'm talking about everybody else, okay, I'm talking about everybody else out there. I'm not talking about Exxon and Chevron and Mobile One that were all part of the standard oil cartel that still are to this day. And they play a a vital role in national American politics and are playing politics abroad. Okay, I'm talking about your your domestic energy producers who are independent, your wildcatters down in Texas. And Louisiana and Mobile, Alabama, and Mississippi, and in Alaska, right, who are all independent, okay? mm-hmm. independent energy producers. And what they are saying, what they're going to say is, I'm telling you, there's nobody who wages a war like a oil company. And if, if you're threatening to put them out of business, you're going to see a war like you won't believe. And that's coming. And that is going to be the catalyst for civil conflict. It ain't going to happen overnight, but I'm telling you, down in Texas, all the stuff that's occurring on the border right now, those folks see it for what it is. Greg Abbott can run his mouth all he wants and roll himself out on stage and act like he's the hero of the day. I'm going to tell you something. I have a lot of contacts in Texas who are well-placed. They don't get online and run their mouths, but they're they're wealthy. They're well-connected. They know what they're talking about. They're very politically active behind the scenes. And I'm going to tell you something, Greg Abbott is not popular at all by any shape or or form at all in the state of Texas. And what's going to end up happening is they're trying to figure out exactly what to do with him. And behind the scenes, he's playing politics. But when it all comes crashing down, and he He ends up siding Washington, they look at him as as a DC stooge, right? And and they have looked at every governor since Ann Richards like that. Is a they, they're a DC placeholder, and they're not quite sure what to do because Austin gets a lot of money from the DC machine, right? The Bushes were big into that as well. So what you're going to see is a, a huge and widespread movement for Texas secession. Mm. If things get worse. I'm predicting that now. now it ain't going to happen in two months. Wow. It's not going to happen before this next election. But as Joe pointed out, it's going to be the catalyst for what, what occurs next. And you've got to have economics behind it. Okay, it's one thing to have a group of people who are angry. It's a whole other to say, all right, now we've got an economic force that is driving this. That is. All right. You know what? We're done with this. D.C. is not working in our interest. And you're telling us that we need to export all our diesel fuel to Europe to support a war that you started that doesn't serve the American interest whatsoever. But you got a guy like Joe Biden who is supporting his crackhead son. Yeah, it's ridiculous. This isn't, you know, and, and it's not just Biden. Romney, yeah. Romney's kids getting money off of Burisma. Yeah. You got Pelosi's kids getting off, you know, off of Burisma. They're all in on the take. Yeah. So, when, 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 what I'm telling you is, is that the independent oil companies in Texas, when they sit and say enough is enough, and they're pretty close to that point right now, you can follow those quotes that I've put up where they have specifically called out this administration. When this administration makes a move against them and they're getting ready to do that, I believe when that happens, that's when you're going to see some serious stuff start to Mm. go down.
1: And a side note to that, Exxon reported today one of their refineries is now down until at least June 1st. Of course. That's not good either. And, you know, I'll tell you, before the invasion of Ukraine, Scali had a saying on his channel, and he said it at the end of every every episode: "No blood for Burisma." Oh, and yes. that's where we're on: blood for Burisma.
0: Yeah. yeah, I was sure that our great state of Florida would be the first to secede, but hey, if Texas is it, it would make sense. They need to get back uh, get back to being the Texas of that of history because they've let a little too much soy get in there. Just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah.
2: it. Yeah. it is there and, any... Huh? So they let Californians get in
0: there. And that was yes, the it's crazy. Um, is there any other pressing topic that we need to discuss in this podcast before we wrap it up?
1: I, I think the most pressing topic right now is that Scout and I are sitting here looking up at a gorgeous Michigan sky, northern Michigan sky with nothing but stars <laughs> in it and satellites going by. And I'm pretty That's sure right. that there's at least at least another shot of whiskey calling our name.
0: <laughs> well, listen, you have fun out there with the camping and, uh, I don't drink, but you can throw one back for, you know, just for posterity's sake. Um, I want to thanks thank you again for another great Tactical Tuesdays podcast, Joe. Thank you so much for joining us, NC Scout. And, um, Thank you all for listening. Please share not only with your friends, but on social media to be a force multiplier. We're working to provide this information, which could potentially save lives. You can catch all of our podcasts on my website, brooktalksamerica.com. It's Brooke with an E and they're also on iHeart, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and Google, as well as a whole bunch of others. Uh, I think these new podcast sites go up every day. It's pretty good that the lefties give us a free platform for me to for us to trash them, which is always great. Joe's website, tactical-wisdom.com, not only has his books available, but his great articles. So be sure to check those out as well as his YouTube channel. And NC Scout, if you can please um, tell us where to find you again.
2: Americanpartisan.org and my podcast, Radio Contra. So you you can get Radio Contra anywhere that you get your daily podcasts. Uh, Piebean, our native platform, of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, uh, Alexa, all, all of them, every every platform. If you find you look up Radio Contra and you'll see the Diamond Skull Resistor logo. That is the podcast.
0: Excellent, excellent. Um, and you're on Twitter. Under American yes, Partisan. Absolutely. Okay, great. So I am—I was kicked off Twitter for being extra salty. Proud to say it. Um, but I am on Facebook and Getter. Joe is on Twitter and Getter. Um, and American Partisan 1 is on Twitter, as you said. So anyways, as with all of this stuff, you know, again, we, we usually talk about Joe's books. But we're talking about everything that's out there. And we want to just reiterate Go check out the previous podcast, read the books, go see all these platforms, find out what's going on and prepare, prepare, prepare. And again, I always like to say this, make sure your elderly folks that you know are squared away because when it hits a fan, they're going to be stuck. So we need to honor them, you know, and make sure they're taken care of. As with all this stuff, hopefully we'll never need in real time, but better to have and not need than need and not have. So let's get prepared and see you
2: next week on Brook Talks America. Tactical Tuesdays.